lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Stodders and is here alongside... Myself and Aaron McIntyre and all of you, welcome to the show. Let us know what you think about what we think. You can email us, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can also uh, check out the free speech alternatives to those platforms. Look for Steve Dace on Gab, Parler, and also MeWe. Um, If you want old clips of the show... Uh, to sample you can do that at youtube.com slash steve dace my understanding is we have told too much truth recently for youtube correct so we can't upload any new content there for about a month or not a month though about a week yeah i just what's the point of uploading it there ever screw them it's a good question we have our own platform we don't need them i mean what what, what kind of views do we get on there to put up with that six six, six to eight thousand seven thousand so i mean episode. single digit percent ten less single digit percents of how many of you watch us in places like Pluto and Blaze TV. Why are we tolerating that? F them. Who cares? Screw them. Who the hell needs them? Why do I need their 7,500 views uh, for an episode when I get a hell of a lot more than that in other places? Do you know why I need those? I don't. For, not for, for, the, for the thought police return on investment. I mean, if they didn't care what we said, sure, we'll pick up an extra 7,500. Why not, right? I th- but, but Maybe Christy Nome the, has an explanation for how the, you should try to... Uh, <laughs> Run and dodge through those raindrops. In exchange for the YouTube Stasi, what, 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 what am I? What's my? What's my ROI for putting up with that on virtually any level for that paltry? The answer to that on viewership. most questions with this nonsense is zero. Right. So, can we still upload to Rumble? Is that okay? Yes. Or not? Do you know? Okay. <clears throat> so rumble.com slash Steve Day Show is where you can get clips of the show uh, if you want to go to that alternative as well. But this is another reason why. Best way to find out. You never know. You never know. You know, we just got through with the biggest discount ever offered for a subscription here at Blaze TV. Not all of you took advantage of that. Hey, we appreciate anybody watching any way, shape, or form. Listening any way, shape, or form. But do not be surprised when the day arrives and those quote-unquote free outlets at iTunes and now YouTube aren't there anymore. All right, so go to blazetv.com slash days, take advantage. We have we don't have the biggest discount ever right now, but we always have at least some discount going for you at blazetv.com slash days to make sure that when you get up tomorrow, you know for sure you're going to get the show because that's pretty much in these days, that's the only way to know for sure. Um, and they can't ever produce anything we said that was factually wrong. That's why they ban stuff, folks. They don't ban the stuff that's false. They they ban the stuff that's true. That's, that's how t- tyrannies and uh, despots. That that's how it works. That's why they always get the kick the Bible out of every communist country after the after the uh, the hammers and sickles take over. All right, they get rid of the stuff that's true, not the stuff that's false, because they want to be telling the lies now. All right, we are coming up on a Wednesday, which means buy, sell, or hold is coming your way, beginning at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. That's coming up uh, next hour as well. And we'll do a deep dive on the Christy Gnome front on that story. And and I was going to let it go and just move on to some other news today uh, until her staff sent out a mass 
email that you send out to like a fundraising list. And claiming that Christy Nome is a is a victim, and I'm not making this up. All right, I mean this is this is just some, uh, as Garth Brooks once saying, shameless. All right, I mean this is this is some cynical BS, man. I mean, it, and it's just not even good either. You know, like there's good cynical BS. Like we're going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. I think most of the people that applauded that really knew that Mexico was never paying for it. It was just damn it. Puff, puff, pass, man. Puff, puff, pass. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There's some good cynical. There's good cynical. I didn't inhale. That's some good cynical. All right? Turning humidor into a verb and then turning right around and I'm going to speak with Kamala Harris at a conference for empowering women because apparently Kamala can't get enough of slick willies. Uh, That's some good cynical. All right? And then there's just some... What you doing? That's just... It's just bad. This mass email claims that Noam is a victim of, and I quote, conservative cancel culture. I mean, is, is anybody trying to ban her from any platform? <laughs> is anybody trying to remove her? Vetting candidates on the issues that would be that are would be national candidates, vetting their beliefs on issues is not cancel culture. Okay. That's just not even cynical and shameless. It's it's pathetic. It frankly is the most pathetic plea I have seen in my career. I've never seen a more pathetic plea than that. Never. Never seen one. It's pathetic. Like I'd be embarrassed to put my name on that bad. If I worked for that candidate and they told me this was going to be our message, I would resign and work for another candidate that is beneath the dignity of the debate. That's pathetic. Pathetic. Anyway, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by, thank goodness it wasn't a news. Yesterday, police in Boulder, Colorado, unveiled the name of the shooter who killed 10 people at a supermarket in the city. He was a 21-year-old Syrian immigrant and a devout Muslim who had a social media history filled with oscillations between woke and radical Islamic sentiments. His Facebook page, of course, has now been scrubbed by the company. According to the New York Times, he was also known to the FBI because he was linked to another individual under investigation to the Bureau. He becomes the latest mass shooter to get away with his crimes while on the FBI's radar, joining the Pulse nightclub shooter, the San Bernardino terrorists, the Boston Marathon bombers, the Garland, Texas shooters, the Parkland High School shooter, and the Fort Hood shooter. Not to worry, though, President Biden says, While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future. Kamala Harris's niece tweets, The Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago. Violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. Moving on, a quick note on a story in yesterday's montage. Former Trump attorney Sidney Powell is facing a defamation lawsuit from Dominion Voting Systems over her claims that the company played a role in the outcome of the 2020 election. In a court filing on Monday, her lawyers claimed, quote, no reasonable person would conclude that the statements were truly statements of fact. 
In response, General Mike Flynn, Powell's crowning client, released a statement on Parler yesterday claiming those comments from Powell's lawyers are, quote, twisted legalese and that the media is, quote, manipulating the legal standard to confuse the issue. I've read the filing and the section in question appears to attempt to construe Powell's media statements regarding Dominion as opinions instead of statements of fact. This seems to be gaslighting just a bit, especially when you consider comments like these from Powell. We have evidence of different numbers of votes being injected into the system, the same identical, unique six-digit number multiple times in at least two states that we've analyzed so far. The software manual itself, you can download it from the internet, and I would encourage you all to read it because it specifically advertises some of these things as features of the system. In other news, Senator Rand Paul is on a roll lambasting Dr. Anthony Fauci. If the government's going to tell you you can't go anywhere unless you're wearing a mask, they should tell you why and they should present the evidence. So, for example, we have about 100 million people that have gotten the vaccine now, maybe a little bit shy of that. We've got about 30 million people that have been infected. The government needs to prove and show me a study that says that those people are still transmitting the disease and that they are a problem to public health. What Dr. Fauci said is they might be. He's sort of like, what if they could spread the disease? Well, that sounds to me like conjecture. And you could look at Dr. Fauci and say, well, what if the Spanish flu comes back? Shouldn't we wear a mask every year for the rest of our life because someday the Spanish flu is going to come back? See, that's not science. That's sort of emotionalism and fear-mongering. And so Dr. Fauci needs to put up or shut up. He needs to show us the scientific evidence that it's a problem after you've been vaccinated or after you've already gotten the disease naturally. So far, there's no evidence evidence that there's widespread disease happening from people who have already had the disease or have already been vaccinated. And now some polls. We'll start with Pew Research, who has some new polling on Americans' views on the coronavirus vaccine. 36% of Protestants say they probably or definitely won't get the vaccine. 62% say they will. That includes a high of 45% of white evangelicals who say they won't get the vaccine, compared with 54% who say they will. 90% of atheists say they'll get the vaccine. 72% of those who say they probably or definitely won't get the vaccine says the reason is they're concerned about the side effects. A new poll from Rasmussen of 1,000 American adults find 58% say everyone should be required to wear a face mask until everyone gets a vaccine. In other new research, the Institute for Family Studies has found more people aged 18 to 29 years old are having less sex. The trend line finds the overall percentage of that demographic who have not or are not having sex is around 20 to 25 percent. The study also cites research from the National Survey of Family Growth, which shows that the same demographic, 18 to 29-year-olds, are becoming less and less likely to be in a marriage or cohabitation relationship. That figure has fallen from around 57% in 2013 to 2015 to 53% in 2017 to 2019. We may have reached a new low for cancel culture. The shaving products company Harry's cut off their relationship with the Daily Wire's Michael Knowles after a Twitter account that was created just this last December with two followers complained to the company that Knowles is homophobic and transphobic. The president of the Washington Redskins says the organization may make their new name, the Washington football team, permanent because reasons. And finally, I saw this, so you have to too. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? 
Competent leaders getting us back on our feet. The American Rescue Plan. It has almost everything. A year into this mess, recovery unfolds. How many wonders can one rescue plan hold? Reading it over, you'd think, really? No Republicans voted for this thing. And that's what happened while we were away. Remember when we were kids and, the, and you, we were jealous because the left wing chicks were all hot, right? And the right wing chicks were always like really uptight. And you're like, no point in asking her out. You're not getting anywhere. But you knew you had like no future with the left wing chick because it might be a fun date night, but you wouldn't want her like anywhere near you. Remember those days? Remember those days? Sure. Okay. When did like all the left wing chicks just become complete asexual? just uh, nattering nabobs that are are literally just walking ads for Cialis. When, when did that start? Do you know? When, when did, when did, and when, and when did the right wing chicks become hot? When did that transition take place? Do you know when that occurred? Cause that's not how it was when we were kids, man. I don't know what it was. I mean, it's not how it was growing up. When did the, when did the left wing chicks just become like, um, imagine an asexual Barbara Billingsley. When did that occur? When did that occur? Do you think? I think the, the mom in your the mom in your cul-de-sac that you're like you adopted all those kids. There's no way. No, you've never had. No man's ever had sex with you. That's never occurred. You get. You could not give off a more emasculating, more debilitating, more more um, just annoying vibe. Perhaps at the time that most men who would date and marry them had more to do with those women than they do with you and me. Hmm. It's an interesting transition that has occurred in my over, over in our lifetimes. Do you understand what we're talking about, Aaron, or was it always this way? It's always been this for, way for you. Yeah. Okay, it was not this way when we were in high school and college. It was. It was not this way. But it, when, my, when I was in high school and cr- college, I had a crush on Jennifer Lawrence, and then she got political, and she's. No thanks. You know the 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 women who we featured on the show before who they 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 put on the app. They're very emotional. It's still insane, but they do it in a moment. Mm-hmm. This is that same question about like a bunch of people got in a room. She she wrote this. She sat I know. down. I know. I know. It's ironic that a bunch of people who uh, that uh, uh, it's it's ironic that an ideology that rejects femininity maternalism nurturing motherhood um and is fine with just killing how many kids before they're ever born just seemingly cannot wait cannot wait to become the nosy neighbor and bewitched just they, they, i can't wait i know they just can't that's, wait to be the most annoying suburban mom on the block that's a perfect while rejecting analogy. motherhood and femininity at the exact same time they just they just can't wait for it they just can't wait for it Anyway, Aaron's Montage, brought to you by our friends over at Home Title Lock. Do not get a crash course in home title theft. Pray this never happens to you because it can ruin you financially. Here's how this crime happens. Cyber thieves know that our home's titles are kept online, so they hack in, forge your signature on what's called a quit claim deed to make it look like you've sold your home to them, and then they liquidate all of that equity until it's gone. 
and you won't know about it until those collection calls pour in and you're not protected by your homeowner's insurance nor your mortgage lender. But you can be protected by our friends at Home Title Lock. And in the unlikely event, you still fall prey to home title theft while a member. Home Title Lock pledges to you up front. They're going to spend up to a quarter of a million dollars out of their own pocket in order to restore your home's title rightfully to you. So go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Find out if you're already a victim and you don't yet know it by you putting in your address at HomeTitleLock.com. And then while you're there, you can get 30 free days of protection. That's 30 free days of protection if you use the code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. All right, let's get to what is in Aaron's montage because there's, there's several things I want to touch on today. Let's let's start with the Mike Flynn thing. And, and one of our listeners sent that to me. I had not seen his comments. So, and I thanked him via email or her. I can't remember what their name was. I apologize. Um, but because uh, I wanted to make sure we got that into the montage, it's very rare. I mean, I, I just normally just let Aaron put that thing on autopilot. It's rare that I will make a request. Let's make sure we put this in. But since we talked about this yesterday, I wanted to make sure this got in there today. Um, because regardless of um, what you thought of, of some of Mike Flynn's views or activities before they tried to railroad him, it's very obvious that they did railroad him and his family and what they went through uh, is a is a crime in my view. And so to me, he's got a lot of credibility in this matter. But when I analyze his explanation for Sidney Powell's explanation, now let's keep in mind, she, she wants these, she wants the suit dismissed, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and Mike's argument is that she can back up her claims through the discovery process. Correct. That's in his statement. Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. If the case is dismissed, where do we get a discovery process? Bueller. Yeah, I don't know. I'm asking. If the case is dismissed, when would we have a discovery process? There's no case. And it seems to me that if Powell is not making the argument that it sounded like she was making, we talked about this yesterday. Hey, I'm just doing a political grift here. You can't hold me accountable. And and people have done this before. Remember a couple of years ago, Alex Jones was in a, I think it was a custody lawsuit with his ex-wife, right? And in the filing, he literally said, hey, everybody knows I'm a showman. Some of these things I just say and do for effect because she was making the claim that he's unstable. Look at the stuff he says publicly. And he's like, hey, you know, this show business. Okay, I don't, you know, don't don't take all those trips trips to the Bilderberg conference. Don't take them too seriously here. Okay, there's a showmanship aspect, and it sounded to us like that's what Powell was making her case similar. But if the argument is that her accusations are free speech, and therefore, and then she can prove them in a discovery process, because remember she's on tape saying she has evidence. Listen, I just want the truth, man. I'm so tired of freaking being lied to. Just tired of it. I just want the truth. All right. And I'm someone who believes flat out they stole the election from Trump last time. I flat out believe that. I just want the truth. Okay. Um, I mean, we gave a fair hearing here, even though it was iffy to do so. We gave a fair hearing a few years, a few weeks ago with, with Mike Lindell's documentary on this. Right. I, we just want the truth. But it seems to me you cannot argue that you're going to get the truth in discovery while arguing for a dismissal of the case. We need a case for a discovery. It also seems that what Powell is doing is, is making an argument, if that's the interpretation of her argument, 
This is an alternative interpretation of her of her statements. Okay, if that alternative interpretation is accurate, then what Powell is also saying is I can basically say anybody can say make any charge they want against any public person or public institution without any evidence whatsoever. And as long as when the suit comes, it comes out in discovery, that's okay. That basically libel and slander just like don't exist. You can say whatever you want. Make any charge you want. Yet in defending Flynn, while this might not be the technicality, technical language of what you went to bed in terms of clearing his name, but you were basically saying that it was a gross slander mm-hmm. of him to lump this in of him. Yet now you're arguing that there's really no such thing. I this Which is almost perfect for what our legal system has become. It's just a ridiculous game. It's 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 not really about finding the truth, as you say, yeah. on any level. Yeah. It's just shirts versus skins. So I'm going to be fascinated to see what the basis for Mike Lindell's defense is, because he's hired himself a heavyweight in Alan Dershowitz. I mean, he's got cash; these people don't. And and he's and and a lot of us have been benefits of his largesse because he's been beyond gracious to uh, spiritual and and traditional moral causes for the last several years. I mean, I don't know anybody. In the last few years that has been more benevolent with with the way they've been blessed than Mike Lindell has. So I mean, this is a guy with some real convictions. And he's, really, he's literally put his money where his mouth is. Um, I saw I read that Dershowitz I read Dershowitz Dershowitz's original um, line of thought. He was quoted as saying, hey, this is a First Amendment issue. So if that's the case they're going to make then that would be a similar case. We can we can make any accusation we want against a public figure without any evidence and there's no recourse really because anything's an opinion. It's a first amendment opinion. So slander and libel don't exist. Frankly, I was kind of hoping that with his money and his convictions that discovery you, process yes, might uh, that you go get a guy like Alan yeah. Dershowitz because you want the dis- you're, you're you're you want that smoke you you're in there. let's have let's let's have this puppy out and connect some dots I'll, 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 I'm your Huckleberry I got some money I don't have, maybe have the money of a global um, you know uh, uh, automated voting firm but I'm certainly a man of some means so I'll go hire myself some real attorneys and let's and let's let's have fun with discovery and see what we find. Um, I hope that's not the argument that he makes on some form of technicality. I hope it is. Let's hear out the merit of the case. And that was just Alan Dershowitz providing his own personal commentary. Um, But we'll see how that case plays itself out. Rand Paul, Aaron is right, has been on a roll because all he's doing is just citing science. That's it. That, That this is just all science. There is no scientific rationale for why vaccinated people are wearing masks unless the vaccines don't work. Or um, the mask is a totem talisman of your idol, of your pagan religion. Those are the only two reasons. There aren't any scientific ones. Okay, so the vaccines either don't work or this is just your, um, your, uh, uh, your line in the book of Isaiah. You don't know which end of the mask to burn and, and which one to eat. Okay, I mean, it's your idol. It's a religious symbol. He's exactly right about that. The reason they can't produce any data that shows that mask wearing reduces the spread. Uh, can you guys guess what the reason is they don't ever produce any data? Because it's it, there's so much of it that it's really hard to sort through and find one example. Yeah, if, or the opposite. Oh. The opposite. Yeah. There, okay. there literally is no real-time data anywhere on planet Earth. doesn't exist. doesn't exist. It does not exist anywhere. 
anywhere. Not true anywhere. Remember when Hong Kong was the model for killing COVID? It was <laughs> actually about early April last year. Remember that? Hong Kong was the model for killing COVID with masks. Why wasn't the West wearing masks, the BBC asked. Hong Kong is on, I believe, its third or fourth wave. So uh, they don't work, guys. They don't work. That's why they don't have any data, because there is none. They don't have any. So um, this Rand Paul, huge fan. Mm -hmm. Let's keep this up and keep the pressure on. Um. You just can't trust the FBI. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you. Is that bad? Well, <laughs> fair to Midland. <laughs> I mean, you know, we we have listed off the lone wolves that they have ignored in recent years. And now here's another one. And unfortunately, we're in a time where I think we all know that if this was a white guy that belonged to some group called Oath Keepers and was losing his damn mind, this shooting probably doesn't happen because they preemptively act. But unfortunately, a Muslim migrant doesn't fit the narrative, so carry on. And now, what is it? At least 10 people are dead in Boulder, Colorado. Another, it, it, how many of these tragedies? It's like, it's like, do these ever happen? And it's not alone. It's not a known wolf. It, it's like every single one of them. That's the case. And every single one of them, the FBI failed to act, but they did once send 14, 14 investigators to check out a garage door rope at a NASCAR event. All right. They did do that once last year. So it doesn't really matter. If it's malfeasance, it's malfeasance, uh, or incompetence, it's malfeasance. It doesn't really matter which one it is, but it's malfeasance. Uh, the end result is the same. It's just not a trustworthy institution. It's just not a trustworthy entity. And yeah, that is bad. There is literally nothing. The spirit of the age is not going to taint here on its way in deconstructing America. I mean, further evidence, they're going to stick with Washington football team for a name. I, I just, what do you do with that? What, what, what do you do with that? I mean, really? There's nothing else they could do? They're just going to stick with that? There's nothing else they could name it. Now you know what I think. All right. Full of uh, bluster, you know, spending all kinds of money, not doing, not winning anything of substance. I think they ought to call themselves the Washington Republicans. I mean, that, that would be the truest branding in all of American team sport right there. That, that was my idea, but I don't get listened to a lot. So apparently we're going to go with Washington football team instead. I think because I think they just don't want to move on. They want this hovering. Remember, th this is this way because it used to be the Redskins, and so they'll they'll always have this stupid issue. If they just call it the Raiders or whatever, then you've 
you've moved on. You said, okay, we've chosen another name. They don't, they always want to keep it parked over a perpetual grievance culture. And this is the way they do it. Yes. Yeah, I think Todd is correct. If not consciously, unconsciously, that's that's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what the polling on the vaccine, I find fascinating, is there's this notion out there within the mainstream media that everybody... Everybody that has ever voted for Donald Trump or liked anything he ever said or or did or believed is a drone, mind-numbed drone, right? Right. And yet, it's his voters that are the least likely to take advantage of what he believes and tells you every time the topic comes up. This is the crowning achievement of his entire presidency, folks, are these vaccines. This is his legacy. If he never holds elected office again and... I'm I'm actually leaning more towards I don't believe he'll run again. This is to crown, if that's if that ends up being the case, this is the crowning achievement in his mind of his presidency. He saved, you know, western civilization with operation warp drive or is it warp speed I can never warp remember. Speed. Warp speed. Warp speed, thank you. He I mean he he's this is his Winston Churchill moment. He gave us the vaccines that ended the pandemic. And yet, how do you reconcile that with the fact it's his own base that is the least interested and the most leery of consuming these vaccines? Maybe they're all not the mind-numbed drones we have been led to believe. Buy, sell, or hold us next. You got a million reasons to be stressed out these days. How about let's eliminate one or two, like male pattern baldness, receding hairlines. Those don't have to be any of those reasons any longer with our friends at Keeps. They give you the same doctor recommended FDA approved hair loss treatment, but the generic versions. So you're only going to pay about half of the cost. And on top of that, there's great convenience as well. It's all done online. Answer a few easy questions, snap a few pics of your hair and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it's shipped directly to your door. So convenience there. We mentioned the generic version. So you get savings every Every time. How about even bigger savings for the first time? Half off your first order right now when you go to Keeps, K E E P S, Keeps.com slash grow. Get half off your first order right now to get started at Keeps.com slash grow. A, a tweet that just came out from the Washington Examiner. Um, they took a look at excess deaths in the year 2020. I saw, and just as it popped up in my feed, I saw you share this as well, Todd. You bet. Um, Sweden had 7.7% more deaths, so more excess death in 2020 than the average excess deaths it had had the previous four years. However, countries like Belgium and Spain that had strict lockdowns throughout the pandemic, they reached excess death rates 16.2 to 18.1% respectively so with minimal mitigations in a society that was dealing with a dry timber issue in that they had a fairly old population relative they still did better by a factor of 
two times. Lowest mask compliance of any country in the Western world, I want to say. What is their mask compliance? There's like 16% or 15%. It's, it's in the teens, I yeah, believe. Okay, yeah. so low. I know it's the lowest mask compliance. I mean, they, they the other day they sent a kid home from school for showing up in a mask. All right, so lowest mask compliance in the Western world. Uh, they had when they had a second wave spike late last fall, they did instigate or institute some moderate lockdowns. Actually, the government did over the objections over the over the, the medical people. But those lockdowns, they weren't even lockdowns. There was a curfew. All right? I think that the bars and everything had to close at 10 o'clock and they had some crowd restriction for mass events and then public transportation required a mask, I think is what it was. Okay. Which, I mean, that makes Florida look like the UK. With, I mean, I mean, we haven't had anything as minimal as what they is what they called a temporary form of mitigation efforts that they did late last fall, and that's all they've done. That's it. That's it for a year, and you look at their excess death rates compared to their neighbors in Europe that did everything and are still doing. Many of those things. And as it was we just speak. yesterday. Fauci said lockdowns work. Spain is sunny three thousand hours a year. Mm-hmm. Belgium fifteen hundred hours a year. I wonder what Sweden is. Yeah, a good and question. Yet, yes. Yet there's a huge difference. Di- different uh, amount of vitamin D. You're saying there probably. Yeah. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Brought to you by Omega XL. Hey, if you've got an injury, go get medical treatment. But if you're dealing with that chronic soreness in the knees, the backs, uh, the shoulders, for me, it's the left hip flexor. Whichever it may be, chances are if it's a chronic issue, it's inflammation that's causing that discomfort, that stiffness, that soreness. And hey, those topical rubs are good and pain relievers help to mask the pain. But you want to deal with what's causing the pain because if you don't confront that uh, if you don't confront that inflammation after a long time, it can become a, ser- a more serious medical matter. That's where a product like Omega XL, which I use, comes into play. Backed by 35 years of clinical research, it's the, the natural product you're looking for to help confront the stiffness, soreness, the pain in your joints and in other parts of your body as well. Right now, we'll let you try, buy one, get one free. At OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Get a second bottle for free when you buy your first. So buy one, get one free right now at OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Or give them a call at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. Here are the rules of the game. Aaron, with some help from his friends, puts forth for you and me, Todd, a series of predictions or statements, comparisons, lists, what have you, on who knows which topics may come up. Uh, you and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Maybe we have a good reason why or three. And then once per show, we are permitted to put a hold on something. But if it's for any reason other than, wow, that's just beneath me uh, and beneath contempt to comment upon, uh, you will be forced to read for an hour on loop with your eyes taped open this Christy Nome uh, mass email that she sent out in about an hour ago claiming she was a victim of conservative cancel culture you will you no in fact no it will be read to you through Google Translate in Chinese all right Aaron go ahead all right we'll start with Sean Feely who says the Air Force One stairs will be invited to speak at CPAC before Steve <laughs> correct I think we're done here I'm sorry, I'm just I'm sorry about that. Who was that? Who was Sean that? Sean Feely. Sean. Dude, that is well played. 
we got another hour of this, right? It all goes downhill from here. Yeah, yeah. Don't start. You, you don't lead with your best material, brother. Okay. See, I, there's there's a different school of thought on that. Start off with a bang, and then that paints everything else as good. All right. right? Okay. Okay. Right? All right. Right. All right. But I'll buy that. You bet. Okay. okay. Uh, M. Milligan says within three years, grades will be obsolete in schools because racism. I mean, we've got a couple of school districts in Iowa that don't do grades anymore, don't we? Isn't there one or two of them that does like making progress or something well, like that? Well, that happens at the, the lower grades in a lot of places. Yeah. And it's been tested out in high schools. And depending on who the parents are, you know, there's been a lot of pushback uh, to that on the basis of, you know, ultimately there's no way to sort through merit Bill, if you Bill, don't. Bill Maher, I can't yeah. believe this. this is the second week in a row. I got up on a Saturday morning and saw his closing rant on his show because I don't ever, I've never actually watched the show. Uh, I've just seen clips. And I, I got up on a Saturday morning, second week in a row. And I've seen a closing rant from Bill Maher. Right. And I'm like, I, I agree with every word of this. And it's talking about yes. this stuff. Okay. And he literally says, I mean, this sounds like, you know, I, I remember as a young, a young whippersnapper conservative trying to figure out how do I explain to people I know why welfare programs and stuff that we show the data doesn't work, but it's not good enough to show that they don't work because you just get into the emotional argument. Well, it's like with the mask. Okay. You can show me all the data you want that the masks don't work, but it, I feel like I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So it's the same thing with the, with the welfare state. I, I well, you know, it's better than letting people starve. They may not work, but we feel like we're doing something. And I'll never forget the first time I ever heard Rush Limbaugh explain the difference between inequality of opportunity and an equality of outcomes. And I was introduced to the, to the, to the word and term egalitarianism. And I had never heard that, didn't know what it was. I was actually in college at the time and they were, and, and when I attended class, which was <clears throat> very infrequently, um, I, you know, I figured out later on, oh, the reason they didn't introduce us to egalitarianism, because that's what they were actually teaching us. Okay. <laughs> but um, the way that he framed that argument and I could not believe it when I heard on last Saturday morning and I got up and there's a viral clip of Bill Maher railing against the lack of meritocracy and participation uh, trophy culture and everything else. And he literally used the phrase, there's an equality of opportunity and then there's an equality of outcomes. And if you just read the text of that, you know, throw the F-bomb or two that he drops out of it. But if you just read the, if you, if you just edited it uh, for, got rid of the not safe for work language. And if I, if I had brought you the text of a bill of Bill Maher's rant on this last Saturday, edited for TV and told you, Hey dude, I found this old clip of Russia's late night mm -hmm. TV show that right. I love back in the early nineties. You would believe every word of that was one of, was one of Russia's rants. And it came out of the mouth of Bill Maher talking about this junk. Well, I'm buying this, of course, because math is already racist. And this is why this legislation about money following the student and not the system is uh, so important, because it's just going to empower uh, constituencies outside of the realm of the normal educrate class. But here, you know, I pity the people here in, I, I mean, the city of Des Moines is not a metropolis by, but I, I it's, this stuff is going to happen there. God only knows what's going to happen in New York, Chicago, LA, San Francisco. Yeah, this stuff is coming, of course.
Next up, we have Jason Angel, who says Derek Chauvin will be found not guilty and Minneapolis and many other cities will burn again. I will sell. He will be found not guilty. It'll be some form of a split verdict, I believe. He will be found guilty of something. Uh, and he will not walk. I believe he will be found guilty of something. And it probably, and, and I do think he'll be acquitted because they restated the, they reinstated the second degree murder charge, didn't they? Didn't they reinstate that? I thought I'm they reinstated sure. it. I'm not sure about that. Okay, yeah. look it up for me, Todd, yeah, if you, you bet. Because but, but I want to make sure I, I didn't misspoke, misspoke there. But I think that was reinstated, actually. So I, I think he will be found guilty. It'll be a bit of a split verdict. Listen, those jurors, did you guys follow any of the jury a selection process? When people no. were tweeting, their, their the live tweeting what was going on in that courtroom? Yeah, judge reinstated third-degree murder. Third-degree, thank yeah. you. Okay. So that one, I think, will, will go away. But, I mean, the, the, the jury pool was literally saying, this is a very self-aware group. They were literally saying, hey, I, you know, my home's going to burn if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm on this jury. There's no way those, those jurors, I, I don't believe there's any way they would get out of that courtroom alive if they came back with a nothing. And I'm, I'm serious. I don't think they get out of their life. And I think they know that. By the way, I'm not even sure he's not guilty of something. I mean, we got all the fentanyl, all, all that other stuff matters in terms of cause of death. I, you know, there's still the whole case of what, what do we have, uh, you know, our knee on the neck of a guy in the, in the, in the, in the middle of the street for nine minutes for. You know, there's, so there's, there's a lot of layers to this, guys. So I believe he's going to be guilty of something. We're going to hear guilty of something. I just, I doubt it's going to be on the homicide charge. So I will sell. But then we still might see all the cities burn too. Yeah, that will, yes. That still may happen anyway. Yeah. And because you added that, I agree entirely. Up next, Tyler Schultz says, Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a season will not be better than WandaVision, but it will have a better finale. I could buy that. First of all, it wouldn't take much to have a better finale, in my view. I found the WandaVision finale underwhelming, um, flaccid, and not worthy of how good the rest of the series was. Um, I thought the first episode, we haven't had a chance to really talk about it yet. Uh, It was really good. The first episode of Captain and the Winter Soldier was fantastic. And the opening action sequence, man. Yeah. That's as good of an individual action sequence with Sam as Falcon doing uh, a, you know, a recapture of a U.S. military uh, officer. That's as good of an individual action sequence as, as meaning one of the heroes by themselves in a movie. All right, I mean it's nothing like the final climactic battle of Endgame or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like in any of the individual movies. That individual hero action sequence is as good as anything that's in any of the other Marvel films. That that was phenomenal, that opening sequence. I thought it was. Agreed. All right. And I like, uh, to me, and this is, again, maybe I'm just a weird right winger. Remember the the, um, Luke Cage series? I know it existed on Netflix. I loved, what's his name? I can never pronounce it something Ali. What's his name? He's a great actor. Mahershala. Too. Thank you. I can't ever pronounce it, man. And he, and that dude has earned the respect of being able to pronounce his name. So that's totally on me. All right. But 
when he was the original villain in the in, in the show. And it got really political about what's going on in black communities, black America. I was fascinated by it. I mean, a lot of the politics I didn't agree with. But I thought it was smart. I don't need you to agree with me. Don't agate prop me. Don't insult me. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're presenting what you, if your viewpoint objectively for consideration and it's well done in an artistic setting, I'll consider it. I thought when he was the villain... And they got really in the weeds and in depth about what's going on in black America, black subculture, black communities governed by other black leaders, things of that nature. I mean, I thought that was some of the the best writing I've ever seen in the superhero genre. And then when that character dies and they go to more of your traditional supervillain, I thought the series kind of went downhill from there. What was my big complaint about Black Panther? Why I didn't think it was an A film. I thought it was a B film. Because it didn't give me enough. I loved the Kilgore as Malcolm X and Black Panther as as Martin Luther King dichotomy. I loved, first of all, it's very clever to do it, to put that into a a contemporary political setting. I wanted more of those two. I wanted more of that nuance. More of them, uh, more of the exchange of the ideas between those two. I thought it kind of insulted us by not giving us enough credit and did kind of a Reader's Digest version and then kind of went more to your conventional superhero flick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I actually wanted more of that stuff. So I can tell this series is going to be very political. But I think so far the way it's being presented politically, I don't get this. It's not Supergirl. This is why I dumped Supergirl. And Supergirl, the final episode I watched was right before the 2016 election. And it was the first time that Superman appears on the series as a as a character. And they lit one of the very first lines he ever utters, literally, quote, I'm with her. <laughs> Hillary's tagline. Okay. And me and my kids looked at each other and and Anna, my oldest, just has like no tolerance for feminist BS. Like she hates it. And we just all turned it off and never watched another episode again. And then I've read that the next season they had like a main character whose name was Dreamer and the whole thing was about it. I mean, that to me is contrived. If you're smart, then I then I want to know what you think. I don't have to agree with you all the time. This struck me as smart, like Winter's Captain America and the Winter Soldier level smart. And, you know, I think that's that's the, the best Marvel movie until the last two that wrapped up the um, the arc. So I loved the opening episode of this. Hey, it's what did it cost? Thanos. Mm-hmm. That line is in there. It's a plumb line that was all all the way through WandaVision and they just didn't capitalize it in that last episode. And here again, this most of this episode, what did it cost these two men? Uh, I, I love that part about it. It's why they keep uh, accomplishing greatness with these things because they have a clear sense of purpose. All right, that'll do it for our opening hour here on the program. Uh, We'll be back with more Buy, Sell, or Hold, and then the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us when we return. Stay tuned. And we're back with hour two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV. Radio and podcast. Steve Dace here along with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 
Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And again, that's D-E-A-C-E. And then look for us on the free speech alternatives over on MeWe, Gab, and also uh, Parler. Uh, just look for Steve Dace there. If you're a podcast listener, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Please show your appreciation for the program by leaving us a five-star review. Uh, if you like us, if you don't, don't worry about it. Uh, and then also you can uh, hit that subscribe button for us. We would greatly appreciate it. The more of you that do those two things, the more of you that uh, are helping our show to grow and you help the benevolent overlords down in Dallas at Blaze HQ. You help them to be increasingly pleased and what pleases them pleases us because that means we still get to get paid to do this. So thanks to all of you, thousands of you that have done those things for us already. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. We'll get his analysis on what's going on with Christy Nome and South Dakota and the uh, the gender battle. We'll get into that here at the bottom of the hour. I want to spend a few minutes before we get back to buy, sell, or hold. Uh, I want to tell you about one of our favorite clients here, a relatively new one, partner to the show. And here's the thing with Brooker's Founding Flavors. We're, we're constantly hoping that people with our belief systems can create top-tier products that means we don't have to spend our money with with people that hate us. We don't have to give our money to the forces that are aligned against us, right? We're heading into, it's springtime now. Warmer weather is here or on the way. Going to be ice cream season. And just straight up Ben and Jerry's, man, those communists make some phenomenal ice cream, but they're communists and they don't hide it. They're honest about it. Wouldn't you love an alternative to that? And so one of the things we love to do here at The Blaze, we love to do with our show, is we're looking for people with that entrepreneurial, traditional American spirit that are like, hey, we can compete in that space. And and we can do it without you feeling like you sold your soul by buying a product that, hey, it's a great product, yeah, but the people that are selling it to you ain't that great. And that's what they're doing at Brooker's Founding Flavors. First of all... Um, this half extra chin I can't get rid of no matter how many push-ups I do is testimony to the fact I have had my share of Ben and Jerry's ice cream over the years, all right? This stuff is better, all right? It's it's better. If you like mint chocolate chip stuff, the, the Shamrock Smash flavor they have right now uh, for March, for St. Patty's Day is absolutely phenomenal. But all these flavors are. I've tried a bunch of them. I mean, the chocolate one is the best chocolate ice cream I've ever had in my entire life. And what you're going to love about this stuff, too, is it not only is it great ice cream. It's some of the best ice cream I've ever ate. And folks, I've had some ice cream over the years. It's some of the best ice cream I've ever ate, but it also comes with a patriotic, traditional Americana, pro-Western civilization, pro-history, pro-tradition message. Why? Because the people that run Brookers are just like us. They just happen to be a lot better at making ice cream than we are. All right. So if you want to give it a shot, they're great people. It's a great product. It's a business that now needs our help to step into this sphere and say, hey, you don't have to give that money to those communists anymore. We're even better at this. Go to brookersicecream.com, B-R-O-O-K-E-R-S. That's how it's spelled. Brookersicecream.com. Click on the Ship Nationwide tab. For brookersicecream.com, click on the Ship Nationwide tab. And hey, I know for some of you, it's a little pricey because premium ice cream can be. You know, there was a fascinating thing with the Peloton exercise bike. 
when they sold it for when they first offered it for cheap, people didn't buy it because they didn't think it was that great. When they then raised the price to show, hey, you know, there's a there's a inline trainer with this real time. I mean, this is premium, top of the line. This isn't just some other you know uh, exercise elliptical treadmill you're buying at a sporting goods store. People are like, well, okay, I got to take a new look at it. And now it's, you know, one of the best-selling products in the country. That's a little bit what it is with Brooker's as well. All right? So give it a shot. I promise you it's some of the best ice cream you've ever had. And it's a company and a family that shares the same values that you do. Brooker'sIceCream.com. Click on the Ship Nationwide tab. Also, I want to deal with a little housekeeping before we get uh, back to buy, sell, or hold. I received this email from a Robert Peters uh, just during the break. And, you know, we've had conversations here on the show about, you know, better um, listener outreach, um, you know, a, a little friendlier face to the program because it can have a bit of a hard edge at times. At least I don't think so, but I'm told that sometimes. Fair? Okay. Okay. Tough, but fair, right? Sure. Right. And so, you know, how can we... Um, communicate in a way that just doesn't automatically alienate people okay so robert during the break uh sent me this kind note uh just got to say i'm a regular listener and blaze subscriber i travel a lot so i listen to blaze radio all day long i really enjoy aaron's montage however yesterday's show and what may be coming today seems to be an all-out attack on christine ohm maybe all should listen to her appearance on glenn beck's show I'm glad I have a button that I can switch stations instead of listening to what appears to be ignorance of what she is trying to do. Now, of course, there's a few things missing from his note. Does he mention anything that she's trying to do? No. No. Does he mention anything specific about what he doesn't like about my criticism that he finds inaccurate or wrong? No. No. Is there like literally a single piece of substance to this email whatsoever? No. Zero. Zilch nada. Okay. Um, okay. So... I but I wanted to I thought maybe I should like be the bigger man here and rise above and not stoop to this level. So tell me if you guys think and I probably should have done this during the break and not on the air live, but oh well. Um it's a quick break and you know, gotta do this now. So before we get back to buy so hold, you guys tell me if you think my response here to Robert Peters is okay. Okay? Got it. Cause you know, Bill O'Reilly used to always say keep it pithy. Right. All right. Um, so I wrote this back. Uh, Robert, we're glad you switched to you're too much of a child for sincere disagreement. Thank you for moving on. Is that OK? I, what do I, you guys think? There's some pith in there. I'm, I'm good. OK, Aaron, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that's sufficient. I mean, it, it included a thank you. So I wanted to I wanted to close with something that was somewhat welcoming or at the very least um, um, mm. polite. Sure. I, I, that's a word I don't use very often, so I was struggling with it. I think if Aaron's okay with it, that's the crucial test because this guy said, I really love Aaron's montages, and then he sent something like this. I'm not sure you've understood any of Aaron's montages if you really responded to this disagreement with Governor Nome this way. So if Aaron's good with it, I think you've, you're over the target. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost made the entire montage today. I almost made the entire montage today just a a rolling featurette of all of the worst responses to this. And I, I, I my only regret is that I didn't do that at this point. All right. So I just wanted to make sure, you know, we're we're 
on this kind of um, kindness initiative here on the show. And, um, you know, we're in a growth phase right now. I mean, our numbers have grown incredibly in the last year. And so I just think, you know, we're, get, we're encountering new people all the time. And I just want to make sure we're putting our best face forward. Just, and, and people understand that, you know, they're welcome here. Just passing the sharing ball. That's okay. it. All right, good. All right, let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron, go ahead. I'm only here for buy, sell, hold. Gav is better, says white privilege. <laughs> is highly correlated to being raised by a mom and a dad. Said negatively, white privilege is highly correlated to not being raised by the government. Is that what white privilege really means? No. White privilege really means the vast majority of people I happen to disagree with are white. And if they're white and I agree with them, then they don't have white privilege if they're white and I disagree with them, then they do. And I use this as a wedge or a lever in order to um, uh, take power from them and then overpower them. Uh, you've trust me, you've thought more about this than the people and the spirit of the age behind this phrase. You have given it way too much credit, way too much analysis. I applaud you for attempting to connect dots, but there are no dots to connect. This is raw. Un, this is a raw, unbridled expression of a will to power and nothing more. So sell. Well, many of the people throwing around the term white privilege are white people who are guilty of the very As definition of what we're of, saying. Of, yes. 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 Yep. Up next, Clan McLeod says the Snyder Cut, this is just for Steve, uh, the Snyder Cut is not the movie we deserved, but the movie we needed. Uh, I don't know. And now, who knows? I, I we're talking more about this in the overtime today. All right. Maybe if I had never, ever suffered through that abomination known as the 2017 film um, that, that made me want to cut myself walking out, maybe I, I would feel differently about this, right? Because it's hard not to look at it as a somewhat binary observation comparing this to the Joss Whedon movie. So... I'm going to watch it again to see how good I think it it is objectively, but in compared to the Joss Whedon movie, guys, I mean, it's it's like the difference between when we were kids in at, at Jackson Park Junior High, they had the Commodore Pet computers. You remember those? No. You don't remember the Commodore Pet Computers? Pet or, it was P-E-T. We just called them pets. I don't know what it stood for. All right. But they had the Commodore Pet Computers. And there was like this football simulator that you would like, you know, um, it was a game, but it was no graphics. It was just all words. <laughs> and you would put into the Aaron systems. Laughs. Yes. But we would show up early for school, man, to play this before class started against each other for like a half hour, 45 minutes, because you would put in what play you wanted and stuff. And then the, and then the other guy would put in the defense he was going to play or vice versa. And then the, the computer would simulate what the result was and who would win the game. OK. And we just thought this was like the coolest thing ever, you know, but we also played Stratomatic over the phone in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Because there was nothing else to do. Right? Many days <laughs> Nowhere else played to go. Stratomatic. Yeah. So, um. The difference between the Snyder version and the Joss Whedon version is the difference between simulating a football game on that Commodore pet computer uh, in the wee hours of 1987 or 1986 compared to playing John Madden 
uh, last year's Madden on my PlayStation 4. Now, that may not mean that that Madden game is an objectively great game. And so I'll watch it again to observe that. But it, by comparison, it's, it's, it, it's, as Larry Holmes once said, could not hold its jockstrap. It's just dramatically better. I mean, I thought it was epic. I loved it. Didn't mean I thought it was flawless, but I, I thought it was, that was a Justice League movie to me. Up next, we've got uh, JKH11082 says, by the end of the year, at least one red state governor will actively and publicly be deporting illegal aliens out of their state to blue states. So, I don't know who would do that. I don't, I don't know who would do that. Yeah, Cell. So I... Tell me, it, it, and it's got to be a blue state, is a bordering state, right? All right, so, so, like, I can't even see somebody like a DeSantis doing that. Furthermore, his state borders primarily Georgia, right? Now, some of us might argue it certainly behaved like a blue state last, <laughs> last December, but it's not one, um, traditionally anyway. Um, so who else would do that? I mean, Doug Dushi over there is probably, you know, he prefers illegal aliens to you. So he's not shipping them to New Mexico. I can't see, I can't see Greg Abbott doing that. I mean, I can't see the guy who gave us an outdoor mask mandate in the summer in Texas shipping illegal aliens Mm -hmm. to New Mexico. I, I, I can't see that. So I just don't know who that would be. So I'm going to, I'm going to sell. I sold as well because I, I was starting to think about it. Like Steve was like, okay, let's literally go through this. But I will buy to the extent that if you, and this is, this is linked to the Christy Nome conversation. If you really want to see change, you got to, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You just force an issue that the feds have finally have to confront in a way that isn't the normal gaslighting. So mm-hmm. you pro- you provide a scenario that is like inherently preposterous on some level, but perhaps the most effective tact to take in many circumstances when the normal way of doing things is is defined that way because the system likes to keep us entranced by it. Hmm. Well said. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Up next, Sheepdog1458 says major retailers and businesses will spend much of the spring changing all their six feet social distancing stickers with three feet social distancing s- stickers, only to have to change them again in the fall to 1.5 foot stickers. <laughs> now, we haven't had these stickers in Iowa, and I've not seen them in our state mm-hmm. in months. So I, I, I don't know about the rest of the country. Yeah, they all kind of came off. Okay. But I love the spirit of what you're doing here. I get, I, I, I see what you did there. So I'm going to buy. Okay. I'm not going to take you literally because I think you're making an editorial statement, which I appreciate. So I'm going to buy. I'm going to sell because so far my sense is that most places are just going to keep that stuff up there, you know, just to say, see, we, we're trying, we got it. But I've been in a lot of different kind of places and no one's saying a thing to me without a mask on. So uh, I don't think I think they're done playing the game in many respects. Up uh, next, uh, Texas Titan 2000 says Naomi Wolf will appear on the day group before Steve appears at CPAC. Bye. The day group, though? I mean, I could see her appearing on the show, but the, stepping into the day group? Bye. I don't know about that one. I don't know. Um, Do you know something we don't know about CPAC? No, but I mean, just the day group's a different animal now. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? I do. I mean, it's a little, uh, it's a little more cantankerous, a little edgier. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's say, let's say Naomi Wolf agrees to do this. And then Aaron sends her the rundown. And it's, let's say it's this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the issues this week, because we always, if we have time, we like to do what we call a kicker for issue four, something fun or a fun twist on something serious. Okay. That can be done very quickly. Sometimes we don't have time because issue three takes too long, but let's say issue four is there's a new study out. I, I, I tweeted it out this morning. There's a study out that says increased pollution is causing men's penises to get smaller. And and I tweeted it out with with my caption, guys, we now have an excuse. Okay? So I, I think she'd be totally fine with that. But when, when, the, when the entry question is, first question is, how long will it take Lindsey Graham to get to yes, the bottom yeah. of <laughs> what's causing men's penises to shrink? What's Naomi Wolf's reaction going to be to that when, when, when that rundown gets sent to her? You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay, that's why I think the Dace Group's a... Uh, I think that, that's a, that's a, that's, that's, that's the first time on your 10 speed as a kid going down that hill in the neighborhood on the loosest gear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want to start, you don't want to start there. So, uh, but I, I, the CPAC thing is just also never happening. So, I mean, I'm really torn on this one. I might have to hold. I don't know what to do. Okay. I'll sell. I'll sell. Up next, we have Bob. Who says the top five most iconic movie scenes? Now this has better be good. He says number five, like ever, 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 ever. Okay, wow. I mean that that is taking on a task. Okay, all right. Okay. Bob says number five, De Niro and Pacino face to face in Heat. Are there four better than that one? Oh Sal. come on, come on. If we're, we're starting there. I mean that's a great scene, guys. In fact, that whole that movie is actually overrated, except for that scene. But it's we're starting there. I'm I'm gonna sell, and it's not a criticism of that scene or those two. But that I I I'm certain I could find any number of scenes to replace All it. Right, I I'm 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 not optimistic, but go ahead. Number four, John Bender triumph fist in Breakfast Club. So <sighs> are we trying? Is this, is this ironic? Are we I mean, trying? Again, Breakfast I'm Club. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm that's, not sure. I mean, that that is Steve and my you bet it is. coming it's of right age in our wheelhouse. generation. And I get that fist is the exclamation point on a, a movie yeah. that, it, yeah. but still, no. Yeah. Number three, Indiana Jones swaps out the idol for a sandbag. I mean, I... I See, I, I think this is your best 10. attempt yet. Maybe actually. top ten. I don't all know. All right, I, and first of all, this task is impossible. And so the goal is to—you uh, can't have anything that you're immediate like no way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like coming up with what those scenes would be would be impossible. But you can't have any that were like they don't belong there. And to me, I think we've already got two that don't belong there. This one, I could see why someone would put this on the list. Okay. I wouldn't be on my list. I don't think it'd be on most people's list. But I, but this one, I'm not in no way on like I was the See, first two. He's he's got way too broad a definition for what scene is because these last two are these, you know, five second moments. Right. And then the De Niro um, Pacino thing is on an entire dialogue. Yes. Yeah. So I don't really know what we're after here. Okay. 
Number two, Aretha Franklin, You Better Think, Blues Brothers. Second, so, yeah. second most. Yeah, God, second most memorable ever in cinema. Ever? No, dude, I'll tell you what the top two most memorable scenes in the history of cinema are. Right, right here, right here. Luke, I am your father. No, although that would be that's that's up there pretty high. Yeah. I was actually going to have the very first scene in Star Wars. Yeah, the pullback scene that's of the Star true. Destroyer. Iconic. No one had ever ever yeah. seen anything like that in American cinema ever before and the first is just like it Dorothy opens the door to Oz and we go from that orangish black, orangish black and white hue to bright bold technicolor and understand that special effect holds up today and that was in 1938 man okay so I, to me I would vote those two but I'm fine with what you had how about frankly my dear I don't give a damn I mean that's gotta be probably somewhere on the list mm-hmm. I would imagine um I mean, there's, uh, you talking to me, right? We're going to do De Niro looking into the mirror and taxi driver, right? I'm making an offer you can't refuse. That's not on the list. I mean, come yeah, on, man. I have, I have questions. Okay? Yeah. I have questions. Come on. Number one, Moses parts the Red Sea in Ten Commandments. I, I could, I'm fine with that actually being on a list up there. I'm fine with that. Wouldn't begin to be on my list, but that's a scene where I can, in fact, Iconic, uh, I think that fits the definition. That absolutely does. That To me, that's the easily best, the most yeah. iconic on your list is that scene. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, up next. You know what, though? Even though we sell... It was fun. Props for taking on that, yeah. for laying that gauntlet down, though. Yeah. Putting yourself out there like that. I mean, it was... It was it was a bad it was bad, but we appreciate the boldness. Okay. Uh let's see. Chris Peters won. The best female singer in rock and roll is not Pat Benatar, but Ann Wilson of Heart. I, I well don't, I don't Ann Ann Wilson, I think, is just objectively has more range than Pat Benatar. Agreed. And I think Pat Benatar would agree with her. I so agree. I, I yeah. mean, I, I, I didn't that, even think this was an argument. That was like, the very first concert I ever went to. I won tickets it? on a radio, saw Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the woman can belt. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't think anybody was like, I expected it was going to be like Stevie Nicks or something with Ann Wilson. I didn't expect it yeah. was going to be Pat Benatar. Um, but yeah, Ann Wilson's. That was such is, a is, weird is, yeah. framing. Is, like, is, where am I missing a great argument online or something? There know. is there is nothing. And, and hey, I say this, I feel like, because that's our era too, Pat Benatar. Oh, yes. Okay, I feel like, you know, she was a huge trailblazer and everything oh, else. She's fantastic. Okay? Fantastic. But there's nothing in her music library, anything close to the lyrics that, to the lyrics and the way that she, um, um, the slickness seductiveness of the way that ann wilson sings magic man there's just nothing in pat benatar's entire song library that that approaches that so i gotta i gotta sell i don't even think it's close actually yeah and i agree with you. i think if pat benatar we put the lasso of truth around her she would be like you guys friggin' compared me to ann wilson i mean seriously come on i'm a better guitar player than ann wilson yeah. is yeah but no i can't sing like her uh, this one, Pierce Butler says the Biden administration will put more money into trying to improve the stairs up Air Force One than they will on border security. Correct. Oh, that's so good. Bye. No, that's the world makes sense again. Yes, that's, we've been on a rough ride for a couple. That's 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 brilliant. Absolute bye. That's a smart take right there. Yeah, that's good stuff. Inconsequential thoughts says Steve's Fauci book will outsell the children's Fauci book two to one. Did you hear about that? 
There's a children's book. So is Simon this Schuster. true? Someone, yeah. People have been sending this to me. I thought it was like a troll. Nope. It's this real. is actually going down? Yep. How a boy from Brooklyn. I... I have to, I have to buy. I can't contemplate a world where the opposite is true. Not from an ego. It has take, just take our names off of it. But the same content, that Fauci book versus this stupid children's book. I mean, it is game over if that's not true. What's the last chapter of the Fauci book? Do you know what it is? The last chapter before the conclusion. Do you know what it is? It's the cult it's the of Fauci. Cavidian cult. So I kind of feel like the guy who wrote a book whose last chapter is called The Branch Cavidian Cult. It's gonna, you have to say the other one outsells you? Yeah, I, I kind of okay. feel like okay. um, this is going to sadly be a sell and probably not close, actually. So. Dylan Hinkle says Biden will use executive action to ban assault weapons, thus resulting in a real violent insurrection. Bye. What are assault weapons? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm going to sell. I'll sell. I think that's smoke that they don't want. This is the one issue, they get all their rhetoric and everything, but they also know it's not going anywhere. This is the one issue that they know the pushback from the other side is swift and immediate, and the Republican Party is irrelevant in the process. There, there's no amount of Lindsey Gramming or John McCaining this issue. The, the, this is the one issue that we did our activism right. And I explained why in uh, one of my earlier books, Truth Bombs. This is the one issue where we have successfully moved the argument to the right from where it was 25 years ago. Um, so I, th- this is just all what's been going on since the tragedy in Boulder has just been all political theater. Uh, so if Barack Obama wasn't going to issue an executive order confiscating guns, if he wasn't going to try that with 60 Democrat senators and you know a 40-seat House majority, after the sweeping victory that he had in 08, I, I don't believe uh, Joe, Dementia Joe is going to do it. So, Have you consulted Christine Ohm on your analysis just now? <laughs> you, know, which, you know what they're tempting me to do? Every time she just gives a statement, I'm just going to ask, well, what happens when the judges say you can't do that? What are you going to do then? Just do that on everything. What happens when Amazon and, or some sports league says that you, they won't come to your state if you do that? Then what will you do then? Because that's really the gist of her argument when you boil it down is woke corporations are too tough and we need the money, so bow the knee. I've got to trust the experts. That's what she said. Or or there's nothing, literally nothing, that one of these pagan judges would not impose on the people of South Dakota that I would not impose and enforce upon them. that's, That's really at the heart of her argument. You know, this mass email she sent out offers no specifics. You know, the the emails you send me that complain offer no specifics. It's just all emotional. It's I, I, I'm kind of insulted, actually, not not that you're you disagree with me on this, but the way you're disagreeing with me, some of you, and it's actually not that large of a number. It's just it's it's more than it should be, because the way you're disagreeing me with me on this is frankly beneath the show. It's beneath us. Correct. The, the idea that you think you can come at me with, well, this other host said this or this person I like. It's like, did you start listening to this show 10 minutes ago? Because then maybe you don't understand. Appeals to authority, you don't care. I don't care. I just, I don't care. I don't. 
care. The show pretty much was us against the world like a year ago. Yeah, I so just, if I think I'm right, don't give a rip. Doesn't mean I always am, but if I think I'm right, there is literally no appeal to authority, no threat. There is, dude. I came home from school every day, and I didn't know. I I I didn't know. Is my mom crying today? My little brother get beat up? Am I getting my ass kicked? So no. Now I'm going to need a lot more than. Um, your lack of approval for me. It, it it literally means less than zero, like nothing. It means nothing. So those arguments don't work. So I, I have to think you've listened to this show for a total of 10 minutes and not any other more meaningful amount of time if you think those are the kinds of arguments that would persuade me. Show me an actual analysis. And if it has merit, I'll give it merit. So far, I've received none. Have we seen these legal scholars that she says she has... To my knowledge, no. At this, listen, Christine Ohm is three seconds away from tweeting out. I'm going to release the Kraken. Okay, <laughs> so I want to see some substance. All right, come back to me with substance. Daniel Horowitz is next. You know, trying to sell your home in any environment is challenging, but especially, especially in these unprecedented times. Bing. Bing. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you need an agent that will come in and take charge of the situation while also remembering that you're actually the one ultimately in charge. Where would you find such an agent? And yeah, there is no website. Real estate agents that suck.com. Real estate agents don't hire.com. I don't believe those sites exist. Uh, thankfully, though, there is one called realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates a few years ago. Got tired of real estate agents who talked a good game and then uh, couldn't put their money where their mouth was when they were needed the most. And found out, you know, it kind of started from agents in this audience. We're like, hey, you know, we're listeners, viewers here at The Blaze. You know, we got the same values. You know, send your clients, send your customers our way. Send your business to us. And that just organically developed into this business that helps people like all of you within the sound of my voice right now find an agent that you can trust. The name kind of says it all. Just go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. And Daniel, it is good to see you, brother. How are you? We're doing all right, Steve. What a week. Indeed. And it's only Wednesday. All right, so I want to get your, because I know you don't, you you have, I, I have a couple of sacred cows, all right? Like when Ted Cruz comes up, I don't talk about him. I can't win. We're friends. So if I criticize him, it gets blown way out of proportion. If I compliment him, I'm a shill. So like we have like had conversations about what he's doing on the show and I will literally like recuse myself and let everybody else talk, all right? Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of sacred cows. Daniel, I believe, has zero. All right. So we're going to get unfiltered, even more unvarnished. I mean, like I'll, I'll do a hundred, I'll do a hundred proof shot, but I need a chaser afterwards. Daniel will just inject. Um, we'll just inject that right into his veins. All right. I mean, doesn't even put it in a, in a, in a watermelon, just takes it down straight. So let's get into the Christine Ohm situation. I want you to start by what's the political environment in South Dakota. All right. Meaning I want our audience to understand if she took the most principled position here, what would be the instant blowback for her domestically in her own state? What's the what's the state of the Democratic Party in South Dakota? 
Sure. So the Democrat Party almost got wiped off the map this past election. They lost a few seats. They're down to three seats in the Senate. So Republicans have a 32 to three majority. But on paper, yeah. you know, we could talk about that in a 62 to a to eight majority of the house. No, I mean, like, you know, we're talking about like in Washington, like 51, 49 with this rhino. Maybe we could win this seat. And and. and Steve, the reason why I'm in my glory now, as you well know, it's I like Christy Nome a lot. It's I do not too. About per, it's not personal. Spent the last not, year singing her praises. But to and, me, this, is, this, all, is, this really, is all transactional. Are you with me on yeah. this issue? If you're not, yep. then we're not friends anymore. I'm sorry. We're, we're on the opposite side of the issue then. But, but Steve, it's more than that. It's not even about Christy Nome. I'm glad people are finally paying attention. I've been yelping about this. Everyone's like, let's battle the Washington nonsense. And I said on your show last week when we were talking about my Constitution Action Network setting up these strike force teams in in these red states. And I said, look, let's say there's something going on. We want to block illegal immigration in red states. We want to block Obama's uh, Biden's executive orders. We want to block covid fascism. We want to go after protect religious liberty and go after the rainbow jihad and all this stuff. We have 23 state trifectas, 19 states like this, where it's with super majorities and sometimes like really, really lopsided. And I like if you get the top guns that are much bigger than you and I on board, you could accomplish a lot. So if nothing else, I think it's a good thing that we're finally having this dialogue and even focusing like – Hey, we don't have to wait until some mythical time when you can get to some threshold in Washington. Fair enough. To so pass good so stuff. she's yeah. she governs a state literally that if you see a Democrat walking down the street in Sioux Falls, you're calling nine one one, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're like, hey, who let who let who let who let him out of the penitentiary? That's what you're thinking, right? Or the and the it's asylum? Trending redder. It's yeah, trending yeah. redder okay. since Trump. Trump won it by like forty points. Okay. Okay. So, so there's so there's no there's no. Hey, you know, we've got a, this is a tough state, you know, but none of that, none of that. So if there's any internal pressure, it's all donors or corporatist influences in her own, in her own coalition. There is no ability for the, for the spirit of the age to manifest any form through the democratic party, any form of substantive blowback against her in her state. I wanted to establish that before we got into anything else. All right. When I read her arguments, when she's attempted to make them. The argument essentially comes down to woke corporations and the and, and, and institutions like the NCAA are too powerful. So there's no point in even confronting them. Um, and, then, and then B, there's nothing that any judge, no matter where they're from, what part of the country they reign from, what, what parts of their depraved pagan bowels they eviscerate uh, or, or ejaculate a, a ruling from, that I will not then impose on the people of South Dakota as the law. There's nothing, nothing. No matter what it is, am I reading that wrong? Steve, that's essentially the point, and I want to address both of those because I think they represent, again, broadly what we're under assault with in every red state, like we've been talking about, not just on this issue. Why we can't seem to have nice toys even in these ruby red states on almost any issue. COVID fascism is another big one. We're seeing barely any legislatures uh, pushing back. We just had, wrote about it in Arkansas. This is not about South Dakota, and it's not about Christy Nome. It's about 
the governors and state legislatures in all of these areas being weak. Those are her true arguments, but I first want to say why they're not even her argument before we address it. There's one piece of information I think everyone needs to know before you even talk about this, because I covered it on my show last year. I think I might, might have even written about it. January 2020, the South Dakota House passed another parallel bill that you're seeing. I think Alabama just passed one, maybe a couple of other states, a bill blocking the forced castration and uh, hormone stuff for minors. Okay, at least for minors, that you can't perform that in that state. Mm -hmm. It died in the Senate. It died in the Senate because Christy Noem, according to local media, had, quote, concerns about the bill. So let's think for a minute. This is not cross-state NCAA complications of playing teams from all of the country and their policies. This is healthcare policy in your state. Okay, don't cut off someone's limb mm -hmm. that's a minor okay i mean that's very simple steve she she had issues with it so i i think right off the bat if you don't know that piece of information you'll get sucked into all these arguments it's very simple she's scared of big tech big business chamber of commerce the same people who oppose that oppose this so i mean we understand that Let, let's not throw up false information here she said the same – she had the same issue last year, which is why that bill died in the Senate. And again, to be fair, it's not her. There's plenty of rhinos in that Senate. There's three Democrats, but there's a whole bunch of Republicans that are like that. Now, going on each point, so there's something also people don't realize about the courts. We could sit and argue about judicial supremacism, and I think you made a valid point, that in order to do any good thing in a red state, you're going to have to push back against the courts and say the same courts that allowed states to steal an election and said federalism hands off. Yep. Well, now you federal courts lost the moral authority yep. to get involved with abortion, marriage, Preach. human sexuality, yep. all that stuff. Yep. That's true, Steve. But Play by your finer, rules now. Yes. There's a finer point people aren't aren't focusing on let's play the judicial game the problem with the courts is that people like christy gnome don't force it meaning the state we had in toll now now um i believe tennessee joined and mississippi but until now we only had idaho did this the ninth circuit went after it ninth circuit's a problem the supreme court plays this game that they don't take up a, an appeal from us unless they're compelled to south dakota is in the eighth circuit that is by far the most conservative circuit. I couldn't imagine not getting a favorable ruling on this issue. Meaning that they can craft the right legislation to get it into the federal circuit in a favorable circuit yes. to establish the precedent that we want. That You're making want. the argument so, I've made on the pro-life issue for years, which was, yes. we can't. so you keep telling me we can't do anything unless we overturn Roe, but you guys never craft legislation yeah. that actually calls Roe into question. We haven't done that yep. since KCV Pennsylvania in 1992. Now we're doing it now. We're doing it now. We have several states that are crafting legislation with the intent of challenging Roe on the merits. We wasted 20 years of that, though, so we could create pro-life with exceptions instead and give the GOP a talk point what i believe she's doing is the same thing pro sanity with exceptions this is now we get a talking point and never challenge the issue on the merits sure no exactly and that's the point i'm talking about playing the judicial game the judiciary supreme court is god 
Okay, let's go with that premise. This is the best way to tee it up. You're in a good, good circuit. You should get a good ruling. And remember, there is no Roe v. Wade on this. We only have a Ninth Circuit ruling. This will set up a circuit split. And look, while I don't have a good opinion of Gorsuch with, with Bostock, but he did say, no, 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 I'm not going – I'm not going to apply it elsewhere. Could I swear and trust him? I never trust any of these guys. But it would be very hard for him to then prove Alito right on that. I mean we've seen that roadshow before, but you got Amy Barrett now. I would put my odds on winning that. So it's similar to, me, to Anthony Kennedy being the deciding vote on gay marriage and then the next year on the Hobby Lobby yeah. case or the, 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 the cake baker case saying, hey – there's gay rights and then there's tyranny and I'm not for that. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. And I, and I think at the end of the day, Gorsuch is still not Kennedy. I mean, he's not quite that bad. Mm-hmm. So in, in other words, I like the odds. This is not like what you and I want to do. Just go up against the pickets charge with these things and just say, you know, stuff. Exactly. It. Yep. This is actually the way it's the eighth circuit. People need to understand that this is the state we need to do that because otherwise you're getting the wrong circuits. Um. Then then she talks about this across state line work title nine i don't know how to finish the sentence i don't know what the long game is someone maybe could explain it to me but the the problem with that is then why did she gut the provision governing k through 12 which is only within the state mm-hmm. um why is she gutting that she took away everything it wasn't just a tweak she changed the language from biological sex to biological sex that is confirmed on a birth certificate when we know too well that they're, you know, they're going and changing their birth certificates. Right. Why would you add that line in? You put it all together. Furthermore, on the high school thing, with between Todd can t- speak to this. How much of the competition that your high school daughters do is actually within their own state and then outside of their state? There's AAUs, there's all-star teams, traveling teams, hockey, baseball, uh, basketball, other sports that these things go on year round. So this idea that she can just she can just um, you know line out the college athletes and say, hey, you're on your own as adults of the NCAA and and protect high, prep players and high schoolers in her state. That's actually not the way high school athletics works anymore. No, exactly, exactly. So I mean, this was a retroactive argument because again, if you understand the politics of what she did a year ago, you understand um, the fact that she said nothing about the bill. But then when it gained traction, she's like, I'm going to sign it. And then suddenly comes up with said she was excited to sign it. Yeah. And then comes up with these retroactive arguments. Everyone's like, no, you don't understand. She's like she wants this more than you do. She has the best strategy. Well, this kind of wow. We didn't hear about until now. I mean, it's just it's just bizarre. But let me end off on a positive note, Steve. She has the right idea, wrong specific strategy, but the right broad strategy. Work with other states, not on some phantom coalition, but on everyone passing an HB 1217. Yeah. Well, 26 states are about are 26 states, half the union are working on similar legislation right now. So there's well, your work coalition. With them. Use your yeah. ties. She, she claims to have all these ties and do that. Do that on illegal immigration. Do it on COVID. Do it on everything. This is what we need. We could get half the country back. She's right. You don't want one state isolated. I agree with that. I agree with that. That's why work with all of them to pass it. If you don't do that, it has no teeth. It's not going to go anywhere. Work with all of them on other issues. This is what I'm trying to do. Cross state lines. We need to work together. Um, You could neuter everything the left is doing on every issue 
if we ha- use these super majorities. But Steve, I think what this all reveals is that we don't really have majorities in a single state. That un- the unfortunate reality is there is not a single state where yep. the governor, the Senate, and the House is fully aligned with us on too many issues. And that is because they are owned by these very forces that are painting red states blue. And what is worse Quickly, than I'm almost out of time. In, what is worse than giving into the rainbow jihad, Steve, is the reason they're doing it to attract the very forces yeah, that then the business and the money and the then which just, just the imports more blue state voters. Exactly. Exactly. Good stuff as always, my friend. Good to see you. Take care. God bless. Take you care. bet. You know, I've been talking about Rough Greens for quite a while now. It's a powder that's a supplement that has all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, omega oils, pre, probiotics, et cetera, that uh, antioxidants likely missing from your pet's store-bought food stripped out of there for mass consumption, production, distribution. Same thing happens to the people food. That's why we buy so many supplements today. Uh, now there's a supplement for your pet, and it's called Rough Greens. You sprinkle it in with your dog's food. Now, our dog, Cap, loves this stuff, but maybe you're wondering, uh, is, our, is our dog going to like it? Let's find out. We'll give you the bag for free to find out. 14-day jumpstart bag, yours today for free. All you do is pay for the shipping. Yours for free. Give it a shot. See if your dog doesn't take to it. See if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. When you go to roughgreens.com, that's R-U-F-F. That's how they spell it over there. Roughgreens.com is the website. Again, the 14-day jumpstart bag. We've been talking about that on the show for a long time too. And and now we're going to just give it to you. Just pay for the shipping roughgreens.com or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG, 833-ROUGH-DOG. All right, guys, what'd you think of the conversation we just had with Daniel? Well, uh, my favorite part was him not even being able to get out his first sentence without laughing. That was fantastic. Listen, after after this last year, somebody like Christy Nome thinks she can still parse this debate somehow with fancy legal language. She hasn't learned a damn thing about the opponent who will use every single circumstance as a tool of usurpation of all that this country used to hold dear. Yeah, now is the time to fight. No time for pragmatism. No time for incrementalism. Now is the time. Voldemort's back. The fight is here. It's just a matter of if we're going to fight or not. I mean, if you can't fight in the Eighth Circuit and with those kinds of majorities, then I guess we we can't fight anywhere then, I guess. That'll do it for today's show. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.